going to do a little primer today before we go into the, the thing, because there's some people here from recovery, and I want them to get a sense of the alignment of recovery and the message. Yeah, recovery from alcohol, drugs, whatever. Recovery from tons of stuff. So, and also the terminology. In some groups, self means everything, the allness. And how we use it is the way recovery uses it, which is a small s. And it's the sense of being the thinker, the haver, the feeler. Uh, the sense of being the one, a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. So that's how we use the word self. And we don't like the word self, actually, because it's given it too much credit. It immediately sounds like it's a thing, yes, self. But I would say it's more of an activity, and we call that selfing. So a mental activity, uh, its primary mouthpiece is the narrative in the head, and then things reinforce it, like memory, perception, interpretation. And the main movement of the mental is to claim what it gets brought into contact with, yeah? Let's just, I don't care. Let's just be honest. That triggers an experience, yes? An experience of perception or contact and stuff. And so, whatever, something went on there. Can you sorry. say security? <laughs> yes, so sorry. When oh, that was contact. an accident. <laughs> All right. Okay. When there's contact in time, there's a, a process mentally derived that claims what's happening. So let's say the basic uh, foundation of what's happening is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then noticing thoughts, yes? That's been... ...is occurring, the mental state takes the seeing to imply a seer. Yeah, very trippy. Seeing, then it, seeing to the mental state equates to a seer. Hearing to the mental state equates to a hearer. Feeling to the mental state, a fake uh, moves, points towards a feeler. Thinking, th uh, thinker, I mean, yeah, the thinking, thinking. Yes? So this activity of claiming, and what happened when it claims from the thinking, the thinker, the thinker is presupposed before the thinking. Yes, you see it important too, because uh, the reason why you feel like you're a doer of all this shit, yes, is because the doing, come on, sorry for yes. this, yeah, sorry, come on in. We're having, uh, you've entered a high level of technical, uh, yeah. <laughs> Nice to see you. What brought you here? Oh, Chuck again. Chuck, Chuck's gonna get a, Chuck's gonna get a VIP pass for the next talk and bringing the people in. So, so let me go back then. And uh, in recovery? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. All right. Well, let's let's go <laughs> to the first point. So in recovery. The root of the problem, we most people say, or what we want to get relief from is the bondage of self. Yes. 
So the important thing is to see what self is and what self isn't, really. Yeah. So if the problem resides in the mind, which is the diagnosis of the big book, yeah, then that the activity of alcoholism, and I'm not talking about the drinking and using, but the activity of alcoholism is of the mental processes. Yeah. So you basically, the disease in a way is talking to us as us. Yeah. yeah. If it was talking to us as Stanley and we were, we'd have an immunity to its, its desired effects. Yes. We would take, we would probably not want to be interested in Stanley's ideas, you know, for 30 seconds, but because they sound like they're coming from us, we're keen on listening to them. Yeah. So selfing, let's say alcoholism, I believe alcoholism amplifies the underlying problem, which is the bondage of self. Yes. So if you see alcoholism, let's say if the person who's alcoholic has a strain of jealousy in them, when they drink or use, they'll probably be up on stalking charges in a couple of months. Yes. So it's going to amplify the possibilities of certain tendencies. Yeah. And it will minimize the possibility of other tendencies like empathy or compassion. Jeez, what's happening here? Come on in. Who's that? Oh, because of all the people. Well, we can move outside. No? Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then we can start over again. Oh, no, 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 no. Because no, the whole point is you're fucked, yeah, by something, yes? You're fucked or you got sober and you're probably still getting fucked by it now. Definitely. Yeah, something is causing you not to be able to enjoy your life. Basically, usually because of its preoccupation with what's not happening. Yes? So you, you may be doing quite well, but you won't be well. And because there's so much faith in the head's forecast of you won't do, be doing well, it rains on being well today. Yeah. Isn't that formal? Slavery? Yeah. Yes, because here you're wanting to be available to what's happening and you seem not to be able to be available to, to what's happening because you're very available to what's not happening. Yeah. So where would we like to be? That they're not hard at all. You just have to lose interest in self. Yeah, and you can't lose interest in self as self. So if you're identified as the problem and you try to lose interest in the problem, that's being interested in the problem. You see? See, so self can't get out of self. It's one of the biggest statements in AA. Why is that? It's an observational Hello? statement. Yes trying to get out of self and they realize you can't get out of self as self so how can you see self as something to get out of and not see that it's how can you see self to get out of yet you can't see that which is seeing that is a part of self there must be an act of being identified as it yeah so you can't see it as something else because you're calling it yourself. And to me, that's what handcuffs your possibility of being free, especially in recovery is we, without us knowing it, we're trying to be free as the problem. We're trying to be free as self. 
instead of from self. Yeah? Why is that? Because we're in the act of being identified as self without knowing it. The head assumes you're a self all day. Your memory pictures you as a body. As you picture yourself as spirit. You can't say, oh, here's a shot of me in Hawaii as this vague amorphous thing. No, you remember yourself as a body, yes? And so how is the body going to acquire spiritual condition? How? The, oh, the body condition would override the acquisition of a spiritual condition. You would talk. This is the whole point. This is what happens. And the whole, it gets right to a simple thing, right on page 64 in our book, which says being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. That's the statement. Are you convinced of that? It says being convinced, which means a presence tense state, that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. What's the us? Isn't that us? Does the word us imply us? What's the Committee, no, committee is something ahead. That comes from the idea of self. It says being convinced. Yeah, we can keep this open now. Isn't the us self? No, no, no. Because then that would be self-defeating self. It says being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. There are two different statements. There's self and then there's us. Yeah. If it was self and self, it would have said being convinced self has defeated self. But it says being convinced self has defeated us. That implies we're something different than self. Yes? Just, it's just the language. Basically, it's sort of like if, if, if you were defeated by Harry, it would say you were defeated by Harry. So Harry defeated you, you know, defeated Harry. Right? Yeah, that's how you would say it. But it's self defeated us. That's two different things, yeah? It doesn't say selves had defeated us. Us is a plural and self is a singular, yeah? Itself has defeated us. How does it do it? How did self defeat us? Through its manifestations. What are we gonna look at? It's common ones in the inventory process. The first paragraph, what does it say? Resentment, yeah? So follow the logic, is resentment presented as a manifestation of self, which has been used to defeat us? Yes, read it, it's right there, yeah? The manifestations of self has defeated us. Resentment is the number one offender, and we're gonna look at the common manifestations of self, and the three are resentment, fear, and harms done to others in the pursuit of what you want, and we look at our sexual behavior, yeah? Yeah, not to see what we did, but to see what self drove us to do. This is the whole point. They use these statements in AA, you're driven by a hundred forms or something. Then what the hell, you believe you're the driver and yet the experience is you're driven. So what is it? Are you the driver or are you, a, are you that which is driven? Yeah. 
we run into self-imposed something. It doesn't say you imposed it, it says self-imposed it. So there's this idea of being the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, and therefore, because it's so concrete that you're the doer, when you've been driven or you've been dancing with a gorilla and your experience is you're gonna you're going stop when the gorilla wants to stop, you still have huge amount of guilt and shame based on that you did all that shit that you didn't do, that you were compelled to do by your drinking and fucking using. Yeah, where's the freedom from that? How is there gonna be forgiveness if you're cast as a doer of all this shit that was fucking crazy? How? How are you gonna forgive yourself? You're not. But what happens if you see you weren't the doer? You're finally relieved of that hook, yes? Your experience is I'm dancing with a gorilla. I'm not gonna be able to stop until it wants to stop yet all the shit while it wasn't stopping, I did. What an insane idea. Completely powerless based on the gorilla running the show, yet I'll claim every fucking behavior and, and mine the guilt and shame out of it. And then carry it for 34 years of sobriety. Carry this fucking dead bodies every freaking day. Yeah? Not because, just on, based on a misunderstanding. Tell, tell you the truth. Yeah, tell you the truth. So. Um, I saw this idea of self as other, yeah, very clearly, one day, reading that sentence, that's why I use it. Things I use or things I use at these talks are based on the leap of relief that occurred around those sentences. And in this sentence, being convinced self or self is foreign. And as soon as I saw it as foreign to me, I could be free from it. Yeah. I wasn't trying to be free as self anymore. I realized I can be free from self. And most of my life was trying to be free as self. Yeah. That simple misunderstanding wreaked a lot of havoc. Yeah. So suddenly I have a new, I have a new pair of glasses. You know, it's the old Chuck C story. I was looking at things a certain way. Finally, I suddenly put him on a new pair of glasses. I see the same thing differently, yeah? And some of the shit that I saw differently has never not been that ever since. Never comes up for review or debate. I was convinced, there you go, yeah? And then I started to do inventories, not on my resentments, but on resentments, which is completely different. A resentment maybe has a life expectancy of a few minutes. My resentments can live for 60 years, yes? How is that? How can a resentment live so long? You must be feeding it. You must be feeding it. So where's the relationship with that which is before resentment, yeah? And the resentment. The resentment comes and goes your resentments may stay forever. Yeah, a resentment, you have a, you know, someone cuts in you while you're driving, it's forgotten usually after two exits, maybe. Here, you fucking pulled over, got into a fight, fucking go to jail and shit like that, and you feel like you were right. Why? You weren't motivated by a resentment, you were motivated by your resentment. You, the whole funny thing is, the claiming of the resentment is how you are claimed by the resentment. 
As soon as it's your resentment, the resentment has you. <laughs> if you don't see it, you're going to be looking from it. You are. And you're not going to have a clarity around it. You're not. You're going to have your ideas, but they're not going to bring relief because they're not true. It's sort of like, I believe this, this uh, rash is eczema. I believe it. I don't know for sure, but I believe it. So I buy a lot of eczema ointments and I keep putting it on. It doesn't seem to be working. So my solution is more. I just keep more eczema or I buy a, a higher price eczema ointment. Yeah? One day someone says, hey, try this ointment. It's psoriasis for psoriasis. I put it on, the fucking rash goes down. That's the solution. It was psoriasis. Yes. I thought it was eczema. I was mistaken. How did I know I finally was mistaken? I had no relief. I wasn't getting any relief. Yes. So let me try something else. All right. Oh, it must have been psoriasis. How did I arrive at that? Not through a diagnosis, but reverse engineering. I tried something at work. It must have been psoriasis. Yeah. So here you go. This idea came in my head, more than my head, came into the innermost, and then it percolated later in the head. And then I started having relief from the bondage itself, and it has stabilized for 34 years now. And every day the problem seemingly doesn't exist for me. And man, any day it existed for me was one fucking hell of a day. Now, not any day it doesn't exist for me. Yeah. <laughs> it keeps appearing, but it doesn't exist as me. That's the difference. The selfing will keep on doing what it does, but it can't complete the mission with our, without our yeah. given in, giving into it. And that's just through ignorance. You keep calling shit yours that's not yours. How are you going to get out of your resentments? You're a collector of resentments. You've got them on a mantle, the big, the resentment, which is whatever, your mother or father, the minor resentments. And there's like an honoring of it all fucking day. It makes our life worthwhile. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Resentment comes and goes. It does. Yeah. I'm not compelled to pull over and fight somebody based on, you know, a lane change on a highway. I'm just not motivated like that anymore. Yeah, because I don't, the whole driving engine is the my, it's not the resentment. It's thoughts aren't what's driving you crazy. It's your thoughts that drive you crazy. Yeah, it's just that simple. Thoughts are thoughts. You can cohabitate with thoughts quite easily. Once you think they're your family members, then the dynamics change. These are my thoughts. <laughs> the same thoughts seen as thoughts. Let them stay orphans, you know, fucking stay orphans. You can cohabitate and you can enjoy peace of mind. The requirement to enjoy peace of mind is not having any thoughts. There's no requirement. It's you can enjoy peace of mind. If you don't, if you see the thoughts as not yours, you can enjoy peace of mind while thinking is happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. You see the difference? Once you're in, it changes everything. It's like you hear that there's a great party, but as soon as you get there, it sucks. 
Yeah? And you're trying to figure out how can I get to that party and have it still great with me being there. You can't. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Simple. I'm going to go into this other topic, but you know, this I'm in recovery for a long time now. I mean, we all share that intimacy of being taken over by something. Yeah. And if you look at us as a sociological study, it's amazing how unique we all feel, but we usually end up at the same three parking spaces, institution, jails, and death. So some, we may be, we're like, we may be all different Fords, but there's one driver and that's self. Self has driven us to the point of being pitifully in, 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 uncomprehensibly more demoralized. You did not do that, self did. You do not manufacture misery. When self has you, it uses you to manufacture misery. If the higher power has your same facilities, you don't manufacture misery, do you? Not as much as you did. There's been a, there's been a factory change. The possibility is now, instead of manufacturing misery, I manufacture empathy, let's say, or some compassion. Yeah. I haven't had, you know, it's a sense of ownership that freaking kills us. It's a sense of ownership. My resentments can live 50 years and resentment comes and go in an afternoon. Yeah, my fears fucking just paralyze me. Fear is usually not even fear. It's usually mental anxiety. Fear is a valid emotion when you're being threatened. We're under like a, a minor like electrocution every second, you know, every five minutes. You're going to be destitute. You know, whether your girlfriend's calling someone else now, whatever, you know. And the belief in the thoughts, as wild as they are, is what allows them to have an effect. And how is that belief demonstrated? They're fucking your thoughts. Yeah. Are you preoccupied by what's not happening while you're in a Saturday? There you go. That's the bondage of self. That's the slavery of self and time. We can't even be where we are right now because we're preoccupied. We're not. The head is preoccupied with what's not happening yesterday and tomorrow. Just get a clear diagnosis and the solution, I, I humbly believe, will show up in your life. It will. But you need to have a, a clear diagnosis of actually what's happening. If you don't, you're going to be a, you know, a, an eczema fucking buyer for you. Yeah. And you really are looking for, you know, a psoriasis ointment. This is a crazy meeting. Yeah, so the topic at hand is a much ado about nothing. Yeah, which is, it's what some people believe they arrive at through AA, but actually when they arrive there, it's been before everything. The idea of non-duality is before everything, yeah. It's basically negating all the misunderstandings that we live by. Yeah. If you just hear it enough, it's going to hit someplace and you're going to see a change in your life. You're going to feel probably different. Yeah. 
and you won't know what where it's coming from and it's not necessary to know where it's coming from enjoy the change yeah you're on to something so we have the idea of self is what has defeated us in AA and non-duality's idea is there's no self, <laughs> which is beautiful. So if I've been under the slavery of a defeat by something and then I hear the message, there isn't that something that defeated you, hallelujah to me. That's incredible news. <laughs> yeah. So basically the highest self could ever reach was an act called selfing. There was never a thing that has defeated me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So there's an activity I've been following religiously, not made the head. And in that religious devotion to that activity, I have been defeated by that. Yes. If that devotion is removed, it can't defeat me. It uses my juice to impress itself on me. If my juice is it's withheld it seems very like a paper mache type of presentation yeah yeah how can that be if something was real if something was real it would be real but it isn't everything is appearing to be real and in aa they use it they use the word seemingly which means something appears to be true or false to you so it's it's trueness or falseness is based on you something appears to be true or false to you that's what's happening here. Yeah. If we're listening to certain things in the head, a lot of shit appears to be true to us and we react in kind. If we listen, if we're not listening to the head, those things don't appear to be true for us. And maybe we enjoy peace of mind. Seriously. It's on us in a way. And it's not because we're just, uh, you can't blame the radio for the music that's being played on it, can you? The radio just transmits sound, yeah? The perf you know, the, the particular playlist isn't on it, yeah? It's gonna play rap or jazz or, you know, like uh, fucking water hitting tin, ambient music. It's not the radio, yeah? It, it's what's living through us. And in, in recovery, we have basically two options. It says, perhaps the better way is trust in the infinite rather than finite self. That's the deal. Yeah. So what, first, I think you have to admit there's a whole lot of trusting the finite self. <laughs> yeah. So then that disillusionment will have value. Instead of leaving, leading you to a huge frustration and fucking whatever, you'll see it as valuable. What can a failed system show us? It's failed. It's great news. Yeah. Read the book, 67. Why are you in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? How, well, how can you translate that? You can't translate that in thousands of different ways, a very concrete statement. Why are you in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? That's what you're supposed to sit with that and see, wait a minute. I don't believe that. Okay, don't. And then get your ass kicked a little more. I don't believe that. And then finally, wow, I get it. Fear isn't the cause. It's an effect. The cause is self-reliance. Yeah. I don't know I'm in self-reliance. Exactly. You're in the act of being identified as self, which is an incredible level of reliance on self. And you're relying on that, which has defeated you. You're not going to feel comfortable usually. Yeah, because you're going to have that fear that's just not going to work out. Why? Because it hasn't. 
<laughs> it's that simple. I mean, oh, I don't, I'm going to try not to have any fear while I'm relying on a failed system. No, the fear is a fucking pretty good indicator to see that you're relying on a failed system. That fear, oh, it's so persistent. I don't know why it doesn't leave. I've done everything because it's a fucking warning sign. It's attempting you to abort, abort the mission. Jump off, yes? It is, it's a warning. I gotta get over this fear. No, no, listen to it. Why you're so anxious today is because you're relying on a failed system to make it through another day. The failed system isn't going to become successful. You can't change. It's like trying to, you know, it's trying to like put lipstick on a pig <laughs> or fucking paint legs on a snake. It's a failed system. That's it's 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 failed in this point of being us. Yeah. It, it's incredibly successful as a program, yeah. But as as the effect of us taking it to be us, it's a failed system, yeah. And if you don't see that, uh, well, life is gonna <laughs> you're gonna have to get it sooner or later. I mean, life. You know, for me, I got tiny little like taps that wasn't getting through. Finally, I had to get run over twice by the same car on the same night. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go through. I, nothing got through. And then life just intervened and just fucking struck me. So really, that's what happened. Just on a regular day at the office, passing a bottle of Royal Gate vodka, just came out of a blackout, which is like, you know, parachuting behind enemy lines. Just come up. You know, you think you haven't been there, but there's been a ball there. It was a Paul that the guy was looking at a minute before Paul showed up. Yeah. So I come to look at this guy, Royal Gate Baca. Where am I? I started in San Francisco. I look outside, there's a hang gliding airport. What the fuck? I'm in a camper or trailer. And the guy in, tells me, you're in Calistoga. Calistoga. And then suddenly I'm drinking. And then I look at him and he had a big head with bulbous nose and varicose veins. And I said to myself, this guy's a bum. But lo and behold, he was looking at me like I was a bum. <laughs> and at that moment, the emperor appeared to have no clothes. It was, uh, the screen just went blank, really. And it was a CNN news flash and that was, I'm fucked. And that was news to me, like everyone else knew I was fucked, but I, the, the muscle denial was like Bonnie Schwarzenegger at this point, keeping so much shit out. And then it had a little statement underneath it, which is, and I'm not managerial quality. That was like, like branded on the innermost. It was like tattooed with good ink. It never changed, just struck me sober. Never had a strong feeling or thought about drinking or using. I had a lot of problems as an action figure. But now my, my strategy wasn't the way to avoid old shit was constantly making new shit. <laughs> I stopped making new shit so I could get to the old shit, get some relief from all the nodding emotionally and everything else. AA gave me a way of life, community, 
gave me the balls to try to face life successfully and see it doesn't kill me when I fail. And uh, a lot of that shit that could be changed got changed over the years. Yeah. But one thing never changed, and that's that spirit. Yeah. Every time I'd arrived there, it would inform me I had never left. Every time I would arrive in spirit, it would tell me I never left. So all these stories about I'm disconnected, I'm lost, I'm close, I'm really feeling it, I'm not feeling it, but it's all, it doesn't have any relevance other than that which I give it, which I've been giving it quite a lot. That changed, and there was a shift in attention and interest, and it went to other than self. And like we say in AA, everything that happens in AA pivots on the, the effect of losing interest in self. It says it right on page 63. You lose interest in self, then you gain interest in others, then you gain and look into what you can contribute to life. It all pivots on losing interest in self, and self cannot lose interest in self. So there you go. You've got to see something or you're looking from it. If you don't see the act of being identified, you're looking from the act of being identified. It's really that simple. If you don't see it, you're looking from it because it's very fast. As soon as you wake up, it has a story. It like dresses you every day. You're going to go out like this. You're going to come back like this. They're going to be like that. It's playing God, doesn't it? Your head plays God or the head. And it says in our book, you got to quit playing God. It doesn't work. And it's first. And if you believe 12 steps is a linear process, which it is, first would be more important than next. Yes? So next is the principle of surrender, the third step. And first is quit playing God. Why did they have that like that? Why would they have quit playing God? Because if you're not seeing that which is playing God, it's going to play God with the third step. So you're going to think like you turned it over and then you have the right to take it back anytime. That's not the third step. That's not surrender. That's transactional. Yeah. I see it. And the people, the one thing the person will not let go of, you know, like maybe body image or meeting a person or getting married, that's where all the manifestations of self coagulate. That's where all their anxiety is, their fears, their resentments, everything that they're not willing to let go of, the self keeps fucking managing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I know, I, you know, I, I, uh, I don't talk like this at AA meetings. You people came in here. Yeah, I don't talk like this at AA meetings. You came here to hear it. I'm just sharing you the invitation. What you do with it, I have no interest in telling you the truth, but I do have an interest that you can hear it. Because I'll tell you, I'm happy as hell it was downloaded in me because it changed my life in recovery. And I don't want to be a manager of fear or a great avoider or a distiller of escaping resentment. I just want to outgrow it. I don't want to have a life of resentment and fear. And having, I don't want to have to write all day, and I don't. Yeah? I want to be free, just like it says in the book. We can outgrow fear. We can outgrow the shit. Yeah? We've been given a new Petri dish. We were in a very acidic one which self loves 
and now we're in the not falling one. And it's just like that rose bush that's not blooming. If it had self-centeredness, it would be blaming itself for not blooming, especially looking at all the other blooming things, but it isn't. It's because it's in a small pot. It doesn't have good soil. It's not getting watered and there's no light. If you change those conditions, the rose will bloom. Rose tree will bloom. It's that simple, yeah? So you want to keep starting at irritable, restless, discontent, or would you like to start at ease and comfort, contentment and satisfaction? Be my guest. Go away, you know, any way you want. Be right about whatever you want to be right about, but is it working? Yeah? Is it? Am I going to your meeting on Saturday? Yeah? Am I? No. No. So must something must be interesting you. And you know what? It's great. I have no interest in it because I have the relief that somebody may think they're going to get by coming here. I have relief. That's why I can come here every week because I have the relief that at one point I was looking for. Yeah, it didn't come the way I thought and I wasn't there to receive it, which is great. Yeah, so yeah, I try to keep it. We have this meeting, come in, check it out. If you don't like it, no big problem. Yeah, so, but I hope, I'd like to see, I'd love to see all of you traveling lighter, that's all. That's really my wish. And I feel uh, there's a mistake of the diagnosis in AA. Yeah, it says this thing and then everyone goes into the inventory process with my resentments, my fears, my harms done to others, and they leave with my resentments, my fears, and my harms to others. And why do you think so many people leave at the fourth step? Because they, there's, the parasite of alcoholism does not want you to see your role in things because you'll see its role in things. If you start looking at your role in things, you'll see self's role in things. Yeah. So, yes. All right. So now the other topic at hand is all about nothing. Yeah. This whole idea of being the one that was defeated by self. Mm -hmm. There isn't the one to be defeated by self. So this is even, uh, this is the cleanest solution at all because when you're in a problem, it will seem to be a solution. When you arrive at this solution, there was, there is no problem. So there's no need for a solution. It's beautiful. It's the most economical message of all because it's nothing. <laughs> you are what you're looking for. Yeah, it's so gorgeous, really. You are what you're looking for. Yeah. And of course, you go, this, which is what you're not, will go start looking. Yeah. I don't seem to measure up, yeah, to this. I'm saying you're not this, and you are what you're looking for. When this is looking for what you are, it's emphasizing what you're not. If you lose interest in what you're not, you'll gain interest in what you are. And what you are has a contentment and satisfaction. Yeah, it has one. And it will be readily available, not based on your conditions as an action figure, not based on your emotional state, not based on what's the population of thought in my head today is that it's only 35 or 1,000. It won't be based on fucking anything other than its own nature, which is readily available at all times right where we are. 
That's simple. How wide is a spirit's condition? It's, it's not even a condition, it's a fact. Where, how could you see everywhere or everything have a condition? Where's a boundary of a spirit from another spirit? There's no elbow, there's no skin, there's nothing to mask the space as something and inhabit as something else. Yeah, we are a spirit's condition. It's so insane to try to maintain one as a physical mental condition. Yeah. You keep grafting it and it doesn't stay. <laughs> you know, you go to the retreat, you're feeling great. Two days later, it's the same old, same old gun. You know, you go to 8,000 feet, you're hovering at 2,000 feet. 9,000 feet, maybe for a couple hours, 2,000 feet. You never fucking can escape something because you're trying to escape it as that something. Yeah, this is a losing interest in self, just as it says in the big book of AA. Losing interest in self opens up everything else. Yeah, when self is interested in arriving someplace, there's a huge door stopping it. When you lose interest in that which wants to arrive, you've never left. There you go. See it one way, big door, tons of requirements. Like they say, uh, that gate's gonna have a lot of tokens. If you see it another way, it's a gateless gate. Yeah. If you see it from one point of view, it's the secret of the ages. If you see it another way, it's an open secret. What? How can it be a secret if it's open exactly? You see it one way, you're the seeker seeking. You see it on the way, the seeker is the soul. What? Yeah. See which one works. Yeah. Have you been successful in your seeking? Have you produced a stabilized contentment and satisfaction, not based on circumstances and situations? Has that happened without much effort? No. There you go. Yeah. Just tell the truth. Yeah. That's a sign of a failed system. It's that simple. When are we gonna realize it's a failed system? It's not gonna be rehabilitated. It's like that dream that's in AA and they talk about it, the greatest delusion is you're faced with the fact that you're not managerial quality, yet your head says, if you only manage better, it would work out. No, it's a lie. That's a fucking lie, yeah. A failed system is a failed system. It will not admit it, so you have to see it. You do. If you wait for it to come around, you'll be dead. <laughs> Probably. Maybe vertically dead or horizontal, but you'll be dead <laughs> somewhere. You will. It ain't coming around. This isn't a chariot of the gods. It's not taking you to the golf course in heaven. It isn't. Yeah. There's a recognition, finally. What's the difference between us and self? Find it. You haven't defeated you. You haven't. Don't let, don't wear that fucking heavy fucking yoke. You are not the doer of the defeat. 
something did for you what you wouldn't do by yourself. Just like now in AA, something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself. Something used to do through you what you would have never done by yourself. A lower power used you just like the higher power does. You recognize the higher power is using, you don't see the lower power is using because you're identified as the lower power. You think you fucking did it. Yeah? So therefore, no matter how sunny your day is, you're dragging those dead bodies of 30 fucking years ago every fucking day, giving them mouth-to-mouth resuscitation because of your mea culpa. I did it, I did it, I did it. You didn't. Something took you over and used you for transportation. Yeah, the same thing took me over and used me for transportation. When you share, it sure sounds like my thoughts. Yeah, when you describe your feelings, it sounds like my feelings under that tyranny. When do you finally realize that something took us over? Yeah, give credit where credit is due and blame where blame is due. We're busily giving credit to the higher power. Where's the fucking clarity about the lower power? I'm in this tribe for 30 years. It fucking upsets me a little. It does. It does. I can't, I can't take it. When I'm sitting at a meeting on July 27th and someone's totally bummed out by August 15th, what is one to do? Is it really helpful to try to talk to them about what's not happening? Or is this like, let her have their bottom? Really? Because what can I do on July 28th about August 15th? August 15th's not happening. It isn't. No one else in the room is it happening to this one lady, yet she's completely crushed by August 15th. That's the addiction, the bondage of self. The bondage of self is the God in the past and the future. When you go there, you go alone. You go alone when you go in the past and future. There's no present tense God there, except for selfie. It's slavery, it's fucking slavery. Can't, you know, I've had enough of it. July 28th may have enough enslaving quality. Why bring August 15th onto it? Yeah, 2021 is enough. Why do I need 2008, you know, 1980 to, 19, you know, 2020. Yeah. Jeez, so. Yeah, so what happened in, I got in recovery, and when I was in recovery, it set me up to be able to listen to other things, and that was non-duality. So I heard this idea, well, 1970, 1997, I think. Got me, it was beautiful, because it totally fit into my experience of the problem in AA. And it was telling me that that problem isn't actually real, yeah? That if I could, yes, oh, it's so beautiful. And so, this idea of non-duality started to illuminate the path I was on in recovery. It didn't take recovery's place, but it brought more light to the thing. It was like a new pair of glasses over and over again. I wasn't seeing something. I would use the understanding of non-duality and I would see something. It was incredible, yeah? And I started to see, hey, you know, People step on your toes seemingly without provocation, but invariably, if you look into it, you'll see that there was a decision based on self that put you in that position to be hurt. That was not my decision. The decision was based on self. 
Yeah? So there was freedom suddenly. So the shit that I didn't want to see because I thought I knew what it was, when I saw it as other, I was interested in doing a fearless inventory of it because I'm not that, which is being observed now. I'm looking at how self has defeated me. I'm not looking at what I did. I'm looking at what was done through me. That's a huge difference of a stance and it brought a huge different amount of relief. Yeah. How are you gonna grow out? You know, a lot of shit you keep around the house that you've outgrown, but it's yours, so you keep it. Isn't that the case? I don't want to throw it out because one night I may want it. You know, I haven't worn it in eight years. Mine, mine. If you went into someone else's house and it was their clothes, you'd probably throw it all out. But mine, the same thing with resentments and shit and fear. Yeah. That the, the mental state is it's like the golden calf to the mental state. It's milking it every day. And it has a story. I'd do anything to let go of this. No, it won't. It fucking loves the resentment. It gives it meaning. It's a surface of a big reflection. It sees itself in. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't see any difference between recovery and non-duality, actually. I don't. I see non-duality is the end point and the beginning point. And then there's the story in the middle that alcoholism, that recovery deals with. But the beginning and the end is non-duality. <laughs> It's just that it's implying that you're reality. Yeah. It's not you and me, but this. Yeah. So it says the seeker is the sort. So what would happen with the seeking? If they were seeking, yeah, for the sort, and it was finally revealed that you're the sort, would you be seeking anymore? There you go. That's the message of non Seeking is the sword. It's not just seeking and the sword. Seeker is the sword. So <laughs> at that point, seeking doesn't have any value. It's actually doing the opposite of what you would be hoping for. By looking for it, you're in the act of denying it. Yeah. This is the dilemma in non-duality. So non-duality's premises being ourselves reality. The greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality. Yeah. Now it makes total sense for Paul to want to attain reality, but Paul, aka reality, <laughs> is not going to work. Yeah. So Paul can't attain reality because Paul is reality, not Paul as this. But yes, that's the, the dilemma, and you're not going to change it. You can't change the rules of the game. You are what you're looking for. Whereas that's St. Francis said a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. What's looking is what you're looking for. What's looking? That do you believe what's looking is in Idaho or in Italy? No, what's looking right now is what you're looking for. There you go. 
And then non-duality and sharing about non-duality is really about the misunderstandings that cause us not to see from, or seemingly not to see from reality, not to see ourselves as the sort, not to see the value of not doing, not looking, not thinking, not grasping, not getting, or realizing you are not that which is thinking and grasping and looking. Because what you were totally unsettled about is already settled, you are reality. (laughs) So when people come in here and they go, I wanted to wake up, you've already been successful. That's your inherent condition. You're, You're awake now. You may seem not to be awake to that, or you can seem to be awake to that, but it doesn't change the fact that you're awake. Don't you feel like, so you, do you have to like warm up to see in the morning? Do you take seeing classes? Like, do you, do you have a, you get a, like, like an alarm goes off at seven and says, all right, Paul, prepare to start seeing at eight. Yeah, no, the eye lids open, there you go, yeah. Can you tell me how you're doing that? Because you're not doing it. <laughs> That's why we can't tell ourselves how we do it, because we're not. Yeah. So there's seeing, isn't there? No volition, no thought or effort. You could take a vow, I don't want, I'm never going to see a bird again, but if you look out a window, the vow may be broken, because you may see a bird. Because the seeing isn't a choice. You may try to choose what you want to see, but seeing's not a choice, is it? Yeah. Hearing. You're going to hear everything. You hear a lot of shit you don't want to hear. Yeah. There's no real discriminating. You can try, you know, by changing the channel, but the hearing is going to hear what's being played. Yeah. There's no, it's not segregating and discriminating. It's just hearing. Feeling, yeah, I felt a fucking the skin of a snake, it was a little greasy, so I really like this, but the feeling, whatever it is, you're going to feel it, yes? You know, I don't want to feel that, but that comes after the feeling, doesn't it? So a lot of times people say, I didn't want to feel that, but the feeling has already happened. <laughs> so the idea of them having a choice comes after the choicelessness of the seeing the hearing, the feeling, the tasting, the touching. You can't see that. You can't see the the time difference there. There's something that says it has a lot of power after the fact, really. It says, oh, I didn't want to see that, but you did. So basically it's failing its own test all day. I didn't want to see it, but I did. I didn't want that to happen, but it did. So it's just, it breeds a sense of powerlessness, doesn't it? Shit, yeah. And then we get frustrated when people aren't doing what we want. Yeah? Yet we have an understanding that they should. Yeah? That I have the power, which you don't. Yeah? Why is it hard to, you know, just see what's going on? It's not that difficult. If you could just take a minute or two and see which comes first, the seeing or the seer? Or let's say, is for the seeing to occur, is the seer essential? Or for the seer to appear, is the seeing essential? The seeing is essential for the idea of the seer. 
The seeing does, has no need for the seer. The seeing, seer or no. But there's no seer without the seeing. Yeah. The seeing has to be claimed to or arrive at the noun of the seer. The, see, the noun doesn't have its own fucking existence. It's not a seer. It's not a hearer, a not a feeler, a not a taster. It comes after the feeling, the seeing, the hearing, the tasting. Yeah. That's the conscious contact, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. The mental activity is I'm the seer, I'm the hearer, and I didn't like what I saw. Then I want more of what I don't see now. Yes. And then it goes desires, aversion, and then the whole thing goes off. And you're sitting this idea some thing, this imaginary ghost rider of self is riding this incredible horse that's not listening to a word it says. <laughs> and just trying to write stories to rationalize. Oh, this is why, this is why, this is why, this is why, this is why. <laughs> I'm fucked. Yeah. Remember that? How many people, I'm sorry, it just went all recovery, but you know, um, that's from my tribe. I have an allegiance to them. I do, <laughs> like it or not. <laughs> so, 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 have you or have you not experienced this at meeting? Someone has the story of the worst thing that ever happened to them. Yeah. Let's say it was getting pulled over by the cops. Then, after six months or seven months of recovery, it's now the best thing that ever happened to them because it led them to recovery. Yeah. What was it? Was it the worst thing that ever happened? Or the best thing that ever happened, or was there a trans more you know it morphed into from worst to best? No, you were seeing it one way; it was the worst thing that ever happened. You're seeing it another way; it's the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. Does the worst thing make the mean? Does it give it the meaning of itself, or do I give it the meaning it has? Wouldn't you like to know if, like, if you were a faucet, I would think you would like to know what's when the water's going this way or off the faucet. <laughs> I mean, just to be tell the truth about it, like, you know what I mean? Like, just makes sense to me to feel like I'm believing it's going one way and factually it's going the other way. So I'm going to have a rude awakening as a faucet or whatever. I'm a hose. <laughs> I thought I was something else, but I'm not. Yeah, beautiful. That's the value of this place, in a way. This, that, this place is constantly revealing shit to us. It is. It's awesome. So, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go into non-duality. We'll just stand there today. Though it was there right every second sure you, of the day. You sure you haven't? Uh, I, I know. I, it's, it's <laughs> I, know. Like... I know, I know. But, uh... I hope you didn't no, get no, this, no, my no, friend. No. I hope you didn't. I hope it went over your head because yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I was aiming. Yeah. <laughs> I was successful. Yeah. That's the only way the spiritual subpoena can be served. You've got to be distracted and sent around the corner. <laughs> you do. I'm telling you, I've been in this position thousands of times. The point is, we're never talking to you. You are the obstacle to the message. You are not the one that's going to get the message. And your idea of the one who's not going to get the message is just as weak as the one that says it's going to get the message. Yeah. This message has, you're not, uh, there's no ability. 
in you to stop it or receive it. It's, you can't say where the message landed or where it started from. It's there. And so hopefully a lot of it goes over your head because that's what we're aiming for. Because I know I can't miss everywhere, but my intention is to miss you. <laughs> it is. So I've been successful. Hallelujah. That's great. Seriously. Don't you see it sooner or later? You're the problem in a way, and you're well, the solution. That problem. That yeah. one, that yes, and you're the solution. Yes, at the same moment, one is not of time, which is you're the solution. One is of time, you're the problem. Yeah. In time, you're the problem. Before time, you're the solution. Yeah. We're trying to talk through the problem to the solution. Yeah, we're not trying to talk to the problem about the solution. We're trying to talk through the problem, through the problem, to the solution. Yes. Yeah. So the solution will download through the problem. The problem will not neuter the solution and think and call it a solution. Yes. And that's the spiritual subpoena, the drug. And I couldn't get out of that drug as that drug. Every drug that ever was taken was taken as that drug. So every time I try to get out of the drug, it reinforced the drug. Every time I was doing the drug, it reinforced the drug of Paul without any idea of that. I tried my best to fucking escape Paul with alcohol and drugs, with drugs especially. I'd do anything. I would. Sh I got to a point where I shot coke to a point to overdose. So with the hopes that before the body died, I'd be free for a few seconds. I figured I could, you could induce a heart attack easily. Yeah, with a certain amount. And if before the body would shut down, I would be, I'd have a moment of freedom. And I was, it seemed like a good deal, to tell you the truth. <laughs> trying to get out of that drug with Paul. It did. I was willing to go for it. Only because at that point, my arm was so shaky, I couldn't push the plunger in. A person, another person had to do it, and they would see something in my eyes, and they wouldn't push the whole load in. That's the only reason why I didn't go there. Because I needed Cy, my friend, to shoot it. I couldn't, my, I'd been up for just so many days, I couldn't do it. And then he'd see this, my eyes going, and he'd go, pull out, and I'd, I'd be fucking pissed at him when I came to him. I would. So you motherfucker. Yeah. Can I speak to this? Yes, yeah. That's the comparison of the degree of addiction. Yes. Where the identity with the self is even stronger yes. than that with cocaine. Yes. Makes you like feel really hopeless because if it's like even more addictive than that's great finally feel the hopelessness fucking far out you're on to something because the hopelessness is really rooted in what we're relying on the failed system yeah and hopelessness revealed reveals the failure of the system but am i so addicted to the self no you're not addicted there's an addiction to self thank god you're not addicted that's the beauty you're not the self that's addicted. Yes? The addiction to self portrays a self that's addicted. 
You're not that. It's a mental activity, and you're not of a mental activity. Hallelujah. Yeah, you better fucking believe it. Do you think you don't see addiction in spiritual practices? Tons of addiction. Yeah. Yes. The self is, there's a feeble attempt to get out of self as self, and those turn into addictions that we know, eating, sex, spending a lot of money, whatever. A lot of things can be vehicles of addiction. They're not the addictive vehicle. They're used as the addictiveness, yeah? So basically, yeah. And all addictions fail because they're not hitting the mark, yeah? That which is taking the drug to get relief from something is identified as that, yeah? which is taking the drug. You can't get out of this loop of self-importance because the identification has you not knowing that what you want to get out of, you're not actually in. See, this is what happened with me. This is what blew my mind. I was at this event once in Australia. It was like an eight day thing. And they could, they had a very good system of producing cathartic events with the hopes that there would be a release, yes? A relief. If the system could be shook up enough, some of the scaffolding would fall, there would be a change. And so they would do it through music and a lot of other things. So this one time, I was like the sixth day of all this. I had this, I was having this huge cathartic thing of, and I kept saying to myself, I can never get back. I can never get back. Like I left the Godhead, you know, I separated. I chose this whole fucking place. <laughs> and I was crying and moaning and laughing and shit. And uh, it was registered by the, the experts of the group. as oh, this kid's having it. And I'm going, I can never get back. It was very dramatic. I can never get back. And then a few weeks later, after everything cleared up, I realized why I can never get back because I never left. <laughs> All this shit I believe isn't true. I never left. I can't leave what I am. You can't lose what you are. You can't lose what you are. And what you are does not get addicted. The mental state is the addictive nature. What you are is like a sky that's never affected by all the clouds that appear in it. Yeah, you are like the sky. It allows tons of shit to happen in it, but what happens in it doesn't affect the sky. You can have 4th of July explosions every day. It doesn't rip the sky open. Yeah, tons of planes are flying through. They never call the tower. I ran into a big chunk of sky. No, yes. This is like our mind. This is what I feel the spirit's condition is. And then there's a lot of shit appearing in it. What happens with our attention and interest, the mental state directs it to obsess over what's appearing at the expense of what it's appearing in. What it's appearing in is us. So we are of context, but the mental state directs us to be completely obsessed about content. Yes, there you go. When you get hopeless, when you lose, when you're completely disillusioned, that's great. Because suddenly, what you're using to figure shit out, you'll stop using it, and you'll see what you call your own devices aren't yours. And that thing of trying to grasp and grasp, when you give up, you find that they're fucking wings, let's say. Yeah, you were taking them to be hands all along. And then finally, nothing gives in, great. 
then they turn in, then you realize they're wings. Yeah. That thing you were trying to escape from, the free fall is where you really abide. Yeah. So, yes? Yeah. All right. So, what time? We're going to end it. Hey, what about us Zoomers? What? What about us Zoomers? Uh, (laughs) Hey, listen, if you guys want to go, and then I'll do the Zoom. Yeah. So, we've been here a while. Anyone wants to stay? Yeah, stay. I just just finished. Some people the freedom to go. Yeah. I just finished. Unlock the doors. (laughs) Unlock the doors. Yes, yes. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Donations are, are helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Boys, good. Nice to see you, honey. Nice to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure, bro. Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for sitting in, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely, man. I enjoyed it. Nice to see you, my friend, Matt. It's my brother. Oh, your brother. Oh, great, great, great. Nice to meet you guys. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes, it, it, it's maybe part of it came in. It landed. Oh, good, 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 good. All right, so uh, now we're going to have pre-kindergarten. Pre-kindergarten. No, you're not kicked out. No, you're not. No, no. I not say. I just wanted uh, people to have a choice. I was feeling some discomfort, so I wanted to release the, the birds. Yes. Yeah, yeah, especially that's right. We're, we're, we're compromised physically and everything. But all right, so yes, another question. Uh, yeah, because so, we were just dialoguing in, in chat that we hope you weren't relegating us to second class as, as Zoomers. Oh, no, you're not second class Zoomers. Okay. Now all my attention is going your way. All right. Yeah. Uh, there was a question. Anonymous. Visit us, yes. What? Hopefully, it will compel all of you to come visit us live. Okay, so this is an anonymous question that was... Went right around that one. All right, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So this is an anonymous question. And, oh, my computer froze for a few, and I missed out, but I was able to copy... Oops, what did I do with the question now? Uh, here it is. Uh, it hinges around the word participation in the middle of the question... Um, kind of circles back to the question that uh, you started off with, that somebody started off with at the beginning of the meeting uh, about, yeah. uh, about self and us. So, uh, starting from the beginning, uh, Paul, you say that we have been defeated by self and its manifestations, that so we were driven to act by the bondage of self. However, there was some participation from us capitalized. There was dot 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 there was some pleasure derived from the addictions or resentments etc as we were drinking or doing drugs etc how to so now the uh, final question how to process our participation in these acts so i wasn't clear whether they're like you know meaning right now right like the guilt that we had over it or how did we actually participate at the time to me that's like you know that, that I don't understand the question that way, but uh, but there it is. I can see what he's saying. He thinks there's uh, there's something different. So there's a part of you that has taken over, but there's something different that enjoys a lot of it and shit like that. But there's no difference in it because there isn't a you and then something that took you over. 
That's an imagery we use to get something across. It's all an activity. Yeah, it's all an activity. But in that activity, what moves some aspects of it ahead is this force, this inordinately uh, believed and having faith in force of this idea of being self. Yes. Yeah. Are you asking? What, who are you asking? Are you talking to us now? Yeah, yeah, that's what I just. Oh, okay. I'm, trying answer, I'm trying to answer that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also there's that angle. This is my own wondering about it because it does just say pleasure, as though there is an actual factual objective pleasure. So of course, how could you ever not do that? As opposed to, uh, there's pain essentially always associated with pleasure. <laughs> so there is no actual pleasure we're giving up, as though. Yes, yes. Right? Again, it's based on, you know, uh, like the solidity of something. Yes, yeah. So. In the solidity, there's a diverse difference between pleasure and pain. If you see it lifted up, you see the two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So I think the question was going different levels. Yeah. So I thought he was on one level, there's pleasure. And then you're not seeing the pain as connected to the pleasure. You think pleasure and pain are completely different. So one, you're trying to avoid one and trying to stay close to the other, and they get frustrated when it doesn't work. <laughs> well, because of that misunderstanding, yes? So when you see that pleasure and pain are the same coin, so when you get a coin and it's facing one way, you know, it could flip over and face the other, and hopefully you start learning, yeah? Yeah. yeah. But what drives the whole a thing in a way, this this activity of this taking these ideas to be true sets off these trains of circumstances that bring effects. Yeah, and then there's a reaction to those effects. Sometimes thinking it's fortunate, sometimes misfortune, and that's based basically on how the whole thing is seen, not in the thing itself. Yeah, because the activity is empty, but we're giving it a meaning yeah as mine so yeah okay and then uh anybody else since we are equal class citizens anybody else want to ask a question yeah now you know now that the zooms are second class there's uh <laughs> the questions there's only one for each each row of squares <laughs> and uh Whatever answer I give is going to be 20 seconds or less. Oh, okay. You want me to start picking a square from each row? <laughs> and none of your nuts are going to be warmed up <laughs> on this flight. <laughs> You're second class. What can I say? You're basic economy. You're going to get what we give you. None of your nuts. All right. So what's the next one? Okay, uh, I see no more questions, but we do have a reminder from Miss Amelia if there are no hands, and I see no hands. So you ready for your reminder? 
Uh, Paul, don't forget to do the dishes. No, it's uh, to, to, to uh, I don't know if you had something prepared, but just. Uh, How long is the list? That I no, just, no, 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 it's just. It's just that I, I wanted to remind you to, to say, say whatever about you were going to say about Z. Oh, yes. Well, first of all, a, a very treasured member of our community passed away on Wednesday, Zlatko, formerly known as Z. He used to have the, uh, the uh, Northern Lights as the background, the Oreo Borealis. See, he passed away quietly. Wednesday morning around 1.30. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to, by sharing it, just use it as a vehicle of how much I appreciated uh, Z's company, yeah? And he always brought, he was a great lover of Nizagadatta Maharaj and some of the people here went to his house and read him quotes and it brought a great smile on his face. So. Yeah, he was he was a, a great community friend. He was at the first Saturday meeting I ever went to, and it's been great yeah. to know him. Yes, he's very uh, yeah. It's a pleasure to know. Him. So and another thing, so we're gonna have a memorial sooner or later. Okay. Oh, and let people know who are interested. And, um, and yeah, and I think the second reminder is that. The people who have signed up for the Italy retreat, I think we're going to have a little meeting before the seven o'clock Pacific time Wednesday meeting to go over uh, how to get to the to the place from Rome and wherever you're flying into. So Amelia will be running that meeting. And yeah, so just so that if you have any questions, we can get together and ask and we'll give you the answers that we have. Yeah. So we'll post so that, that so people will know. What? So we will post that so people can know. Yes. Yeah. So it's going to be at six thirty Wednesday, and then next week we're not going to be here. We're going to do the Zoom at one thirty up in Auburn, California. We're going to do a live meeting up there. So it's closer to you actually. Yeah, one thirty. But it will be at the beginning point. Will be one thirty, and it's at uh, people who've been with us for quite a while, Maria from Romania and Hamid. They bought a huge place up there and they're, they're looking forward to use the space for meetings. So we're gonna be there this weekend, Saturday at 1.30, not one o'clock Pacific time, 1.30. Yeah? Okay. Yes. So I okay. think that's it. And I'll go ahead and post the earlier Wednesday meeting. And if you change your mind, you'll let me know and I'll take it off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, yes, any other questions? Uh, oh, everybody looks very satisfied. <laughs> oh, they look very satisfied. Yeah. We're going to, all of you are going to get weighed when you leave. You know, you know, it was a, you only, uh, 12 pounds on your carry on. Yeah. Second class citizens. Hey, Stacy, smile a little bit. Here we are. Yes. Hey, I want to say goodbye to everyone. Hey. The riff raff got left. I can't hear you. Is that just All right. Me? So Anu, how are you, Anu? Is that me? Did I get caught off?
No, I think she heard me. Anu, can you hear me? Yeah, hi, Paul. Nice How to are see you? you. Nice to see you too. Anu was supporting me at that talk yesterday mm -hmm. with the uh, Know Thyself conference. Thank you. Oh, and Paul? Yeah. Roman's reminding us about uh, yeah. the time in Europe. So would you be interested in doing the meeting on Saturday instead? Because that, um, 7 o'clock Wednesday is very late for Europe. And All right, yeah, do it. We'll do it Saturday then. Let's start at let's start at one o'clock Saturday, and then one thirty the talk will start. Okay. Thanks, Roman. All right. Better is that all right, honey? Yeah, she's here. <laughs> Amelia, yeah, let's do that. Okay, let me say goodbye, and we'll, if you like, we're gonna have coffee. Oh, great, great. All right, so Anu, nice to see you again, as always. Thank you, Roman. Thank you. Uh, Tariq from Dover, nice to see you, bro. We got Jack G roaming around somewhere. Dan O, Macy again, Mickey. We got Chris, Mike. Mike, thank you for uh, everything. Gary C, the man from the corner. We got Dave. There he is. I don't know if that's Grateful Dave. I think it is. It's, yeah. We've got uh, David B in the car, hopefully not driving. Kenneth. <laughs> Oops, sir. Elaine. Oh, Elaine. There you are. Nice to see you. Yes. And that ghost next to you. I see them too. Amelia, how are you? Miles, thank you from Vancouver. Vlad from Portugal. Uh, can't even see this. I'm just gonna go with Denier. You can't tell the name. You want to come have coffee with us, bro? I'm more than happy to buy you a coffee. Where are you going? We'll I'll, we'll talk after this. Everyone else, we got Rich, we got Miles, we got whoever. If I haven't seen you, thank you so much for the supporting the Zoom uh, Zen bitch slap and and uh, yeah, I was. I'll see you soon. I'll see you next week. See you, Mike. Thank you. Good luck with the house. Thanks, Thank everybody. Bye. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Mike. Who's that? Miles? Yep. Hi, Miles. Thank you. Hey, buddy. You, you got outside? House, what? I'm back in, uh, in the vehicle now. Um, uh, did you find a house? Oh, we just saw one that we uh, are going to go ahead and put an offer in. Right on. Well, yeah. good luck with that. I wish you well. Thank you. That's awesome. That's, uh, yeah, right in the middle of the forest. What? Beautiful. Yeah. Hi, Mickey. Is that Jack? Is that you, Jack? Yeah, it's me. Bye, Demir. Are you out on the water? Are you out on the... Goodbye. Oh, you're still recording. Oh, thank you. Yes, I keep 